0: Welcome to episode 202 of the Thinking Allsat Podcast in Vienna, Virginia. This is Ben Olson. With me is
1: Nathan Fox in Los Angeles. How's it going? Great, man. I saw the just the best movie. I saw it again. I know I mentioned it briefly. Midsummer. Okay. It's incredible. It's probably too much for a lot of listeners, so be warned that it's horrifying Gruesome, but it's also hilarious and beautiful. And I just highly recommend it. It's the best movie I've seen in quite some time. What's it about? A trip to Sweden and a Midsummer Festival with a uh, kind of culty family of people living way out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Okay. And it turned violent, you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty shocking right off the bat, but then there's once they get over there and they get it, they, they realize what the festival is actually all about. It's pretty trippy and weird. And, uh, I don't know. I can't really describe it. It's, um, horror or suspense or thriller, but it's also a comedy. I I just really love it. It's beautiful. I thought it was an amazing, amazing movie. Cool. Midsummer is its name. Midsummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got
0: it. So Today is Tuesday, July 16th. Yesterday was, well, if you're listening to the show, it's the 22nd, but we are recording today on the 16th. Just yesterday was the rollout of the digital LSAT. Yeah. We've heard a variety of things, some glitches, some people being sent home and asked to take the test in September. Other people (laughs) having some interesting uh, requirements for the digital LSAT. So we will definitely talk about that. Yeah we have some great deals from LSAC. Hmm. Oh, great. Yes. (laughs) Those packages. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great. In air quotes. Okay. Great deals from LSAC. We have an email from our favorite Dean of all time.
1: Dean. What's his name again? His name is David Fagman. Fagman. Okay. Yep. All right. Quite a, he's, he's a recurring guest on the show by now with, every time he sends out his 5,000 word emails, (laughs) (laughs) about uc hastings
0: (laughs) yep anyways okay so from him we get an update we also are going to review a personal statement and we're going to tackle uh prep test 71 question five and if time maybe another question hey so i saw on the facebook group the other day someone mentioned that we should have a thinking personal statement podcast that's solely dedicated to personal statements. I was curious what your take was was on that suggestion. Mm, It's
1: a lot of, I don't know. It's it's a lot of work. I don't know. It is. It is hard to, uh, to create one, get a whole (laughs) new subscriber base. And uh, I don't know. I think I like mixing. I like the mix. I like talking about LSAT stuff and law school culture stuff and, admission stuff and personal statements are part of that. Yeah, it's a good suggestion. I just don't think we're doing it.
0: Cool. So upcoming events, August 1st is your last day to register for the September LSAT. You're not going to get your July LSAT score until August 28th. So (laughs) you need to make that decision now. (laughs) The sense I'm getting from the July LSAT was that it seemed to go well for quite a few people. I mean, we always hear people who love it. We always hear people who hate it, but I I feel like more people are liking it than hating it this year. Do you have any sense of that so far?
1: Yeah. I'm to everybody I'm talking to says like killed it. I mean, there's always the, you know, one or two people who have like a panic attack or whatever and just lose their mind and choke. Mm -hmm. But almost everyone who took it yesterday is reporting positive things you know, (laughs) glitches with the administration of the digital, notwithstanding the test itself, I think was easy. Yeah. The games sound like they're super straightforward.
0: Hmm. Okay. Then we have the September LSAT on the 21st of September. You can always email the show at help at thinkinglsat.com. Send us your selfies if you're so inclined. We love that. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, and thinkingls.com, which was recently renovated thanks to Sarah. People leave reviews for us on iTunes. We always appreciate that from the good ones to the to the bad ones. So if you're so inclined, please leave a review for us. We have some demon updates or reviews. What is this? Do you want to read some of these?
1: Sure. This is just, I don't know, these are testimonials. Looks like it says yeah. the LSAT demon was great practice for the digital LSAT I took today. The format on the LSAT was almost identical to the LSAT demon that was in the Facebook group. Of course, we can't make it exactly like the digital LSAT, but we're going to get as close as we can, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Shout out to the demon and all your explanations. I kept hearing Nathan's voice scolding me during the logical reasoning to predict the answer. And I heard Ben's voice when I was reading the games. I love the differences in your personalities. It made this July test easier. I'll keep listening and practicing to improve and give another update. Hopefully you can see that you guys are literally getting in our brains. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Literally. (laughs) Not literally. Uh, Anyway, we appreciate that. I mean, it does does feel good when uh, people say we're we're helping them. So we're yeah. trying, we're doing our best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Hmm.
0: So I guess this first email is the update stuff. This is from Matt. What is yeah. this? Oh, this is Matt's email. Oh okay. yeah. I was like, this is so long. What is this? <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: I feel like you should tackle this one as well. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know if we're going to have time to read every word of it, but Mm -hmm. Hey, Nathan and Ben yours truly got the, that means I got the pleasure of taking the LSAT on a Microsoft go today, commence all the eye rolling towards LSAC. Yeah, this is he, so I'm going to paraphrase a bit. He, he said that he, they didn't even start checking people in until after 1230 here in downtown LA at the Mm. grand hotel, Hmm. they finally got everybody seated. And about ready for the instructions at 1.30 p.m. I thought this was absolutely hilarious. The tablets have a kickstand on them, Ben. Yeah. And you're allowed to use the kickstand, but only to three inches. So the proctors had to come around and ask people to lower their tablets. That's insane. I was just like, I, the over-engineering from these people is just it's just shocking like who what are what benefit are you gonna or are you gonna really like just be looking over someone's shoulder and getting the answers the whole time no one's doing that what that would be ridiculous plus you don't even have the same sections in the same order right so what yeah why do they care what <laughs> and then and also they're your stupid fucking tablets why did you Not give, why did you give them a tablet with a kickstand that you don't want them to use or you only want them to use it to a certain level? Three inches.
0: (laughs) I I don't know what to make of that. I mean, now, so as Matt pointed out, it it makes it essentially (laughs) a paper-based test, right? Because a paper-based test, you have to lay flat on your desk. Presumably, I guess you could hold it up, but no one ever did. And now if it's only three inches off the ground on one end, it's essentially flat. And Matt also had a good point here. When we followed up with him, he said that they could have put the privacy screens on here. Why not do that? Someone panicked and said, wait, they might be able to cheat. Uh, limit them to three inches,
1: I guess. And so was- your proctors are going to have to constantly be monitoring that. And like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They say uh, Matt said the startup of it was faster because you don't have to fill out the bubble sheets, you know, your name and all that shit. Mm -hmm. So they scan the QR code on your admission ticket. They scan the tablet itself. They scan your scratch paper book. And then the Proctor computer just pops up your info and gives you a seat in the room and everything. So it sounds like pretty slick. Yeah. (laughs) You get scratch paper to use that has LSAT watermarks all over it. What, what, what the heck is the
0: point of that? So you can't, steal so you can't like scrap-
1: steal the scratch paper. Yeah. Because they're worried about people like writing down their precious test questions and taking it out of the room. <laughs> so the scratch paper that they provided has LSAT watermarks.
0: Well, I, are they going to, I, okay. Anyway.
1: So you have cool. to do logic games on a page that has LSAT watermarks on the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> there's there were extra tablets that were charging with the proctors just in case any of their tablets died yeah and matt said that they make loud noises when they reach like full charge and that that happened like five times during the test and that the proctors gave shoulder shrugs well, yeah. What are they going to do? <laughs> LSAC, our
0: overlords have instructed us to charge these tablets.
1: <laughs> this whole thing with the timers is, is weird. Did you read this? The, yeah. the proctor hits the go button and the directions pop up at the same time your timer starts. So each tablet has its own individual timer to account for any lag that happens when the when when the proctor sets says go everyone ends up finishing within seconds of each other. But if a tablet goes down, for instance, your individual timer stops and your new tablet would pick up where you left off. So it's not a single stopwatch and everybody on that same clock. It's actually, everybody is on different clocks now. Hmm. Okay. Yep.
0: So wait, so if your tablet goes down, you get a new tablet, your timer resumes where you left off, which makes sense. That's, you know, you get your 35 minutes and it's their problem that their tablet broke. But then I guess everybody
1: waits for you, right? They're going to wait a minute or however long it took you to get that new tablet. Oh, everyone else in the room would just have to sit there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they, but it's, it'll be all of, like your tablet, your time will be up on your tablet. So there's nothing you can do about it. Like you can't cheat or anything, right? You'd just be sitting there no, waiting. You just be sitting so there. I guess that's kind of slick. I mean, of yeah. course, none of this would have had to have happened at all. If they would have just used the Sylvan learning center hardware, <laughs> that's already like been out forever. And there would be no policy making about how high your kickstand is allowed to be. If, if they had just used these centers that are already everywhere, but
0: well, it's, You know, I feel like their solution to this, to the problems that LSAT faces and LSAC itself as the administrator of the LSAT are, are such, such band-aids, right? Like they're going, they went from four tests a year to six tests a year, and now they're going to nine tests a year. And the reason they're doing this is that they want people to have more flexibility. But if you're going to go digital, you can go from limited flexibility to essentially unlimited flexibility by releasing this test to all these testing centers around the world. But instead they like take one step forward. You know, it's kind of like the electric car, right? Elon Musk is like, okay, let's just completely redesign this thing. And it's going to solve all these problems at once. And I'm driving in this truck the other day and they have like this auto off, you know, when you come to the stoplight and your car goes off, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, great. You just saved 22 seconds of gas consumption. Wow. Yeah. One drop wow. of gas. Yeah. Yeah. That's what LSAC has done. They're like, uh, we're going to go digital, but no, we're not going to take it. It's almost like they created an electric car, but then they said, let's burn some gas on the side and we'll turn off your car when you come to a stop sign and that will save some
1: gas. <laughs> yeah. They it's I, well i convoluted it, mess. Anyway. The way they talk about it is because they're just, you know, they're real worried about the the security of it or something. That they, they didn't but it's like G-MAT, well, hold on. GRE has been worried about security too. Yeah, well they're but they're just not so precious about their questions. You know, they they're somebody there is like just super paranoid about the questions. Which the irony of that is that they're like every LSAT student basically has all the PDFs already anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's just like rampant piracy that goes on all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they think they're protecting, you know, the <laughs> and and then they ended up causing themselves like so many problems. Like they, they now had, they made it more time consuming and more expensive and just, they made it an immense, more of a hassle for themselves. Yeah when they could have just distributed the content of the test digitally to these learning, to the, to these testing centers. And then it would have been so much easier for the students. Like those places they're dedicated to all they do every day, 365 days a year is administer tests. Yeah. Like the, the staff who work there are like professional test proctors. I mean, they don't have to do anything because the computer does it for them, but you know, like you're the only one there taking the LSAT that day. So you like can't cheat. Yep. Or I should say the GMAT that day or the GRE that day because the LSAT is not offered there. It could have been. And people could have uh, like registered in like and taken the test in two weeks and then got their scores immediately. And instead, we've got registers six weeks in advance for this test. Take the test. Wait six weeks for your score. Uh, Anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, plus people got to realize that everybody's test would be unique to them because it would be computer adaptive, Yeah, which means they'd give you a question. If you got it right or wrong, just like the demon, it would give you harder or easier questions depending on your skill level. So they, they wouldn't need to give you as many questions. The test would be shorter because they could hone in on your skill level faster. And then Because it's giving you random questions from a database, it's not like you can turn around to your friend and say, well, guess what this game is like? Because they're going to get a different game. They're going to get a different LR question. And that pool of questions is not released to the public. GRE does not release their questions that are in this database for a good reason. And so now you don't have to scramble and create 100 new questions every month, essentially now,
1: or two months. They're just protecting, they're just trying to make more money off of selling books, I guess, and trying to make more money off of license fees that people like us have to pay. And yeah, whatever. They're they're going their own way. Let's see. There's no five minute warning, like no public five minute warning because it's just a pop up on the tablet on your timer. That makes sense. Reading comp, you can uh, select between a passage only and a passage and questions view. Mm-hmm. So passage only, you've got a scroll, uh, you've got non scrollable pages, like a couple pages and you go back and forth between the pages. If you look at passage and questions, then you have scrolling up and down on the passage while answering the questions. That's kind of interesting. No line numbers, that's, that's interesting. I mean, they don't need line, line numbers because when a question references a specific quote, phrase, or word, like when the author used the words blah 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 in the third paragraph <laughs> the uh, the test the tablet highlights the words in the passage but it also highlights the words in the question itself which is kind of overkill but <laughs> it's just it's highlighted in both both instant in the qu- they really didn't need to highlight it in the question but fine <laughs> whatever they did and it's also highlighted in the passage so you can just scan right to it so no no line references mm-hmm Oh, and you get to keep the stylus. Sweet. Here's well, it's another two, $200 stylus. So. Yeah, totally. Here's another update. This one is from, I got an email this morning from Alessandra. This one says um, iPads generally worked fine, though the test center had a two hour delay getting things in place. People are saying it, it seems to speed up test taking faster to just click a bubble instead of bubble a bubble on a score sheet. Yeah. She says one thing they didn't consider is space on the desk. They forbid taking the iPad off the desk and holding it in your lap. And so, if you have those small, one one-sided, one-handed college desks, you know the little flip up, flippy oh thing in, in the old, reg- in the old um, lecture halls. If you have that, sure. there's now not enough space to simultaneously have the iPad and their eight and a half by eleven scratch paper pad booklet that they gave you. Mm-hmm. So now you have to shift the scratch paper around to write Mm -hmm. on the corner of one, like a corner of this big scratch paper booklet that they gave you, but you can only use a tiny little bit of it because you have to make sure to keep the iPad, you know, firmly on the desk in front of you and also now try to write onto the scratch paper on the hard surface. Mm. They really, I mean, at this, that's not cool, right? Like I didn't care when I took the test with pencil and paper on one of those flippy desky things. Mm -hmm. And that was easy because you could just stack it up on top. Like it was fine. Like no, no big deal. Yeah. But this does sound like pretty, a pretty pain in the ass. Like you're worried about knocking the iPad off of the little tiny desk. I don't know. Oh, how about this? They don't allow use of writing implements other than the stylus. So if you're used to erasing things on games, you can't because the stylus is just a pen on one side and a stylus on the other. Well, wait,
0: so this, we had known about this. We knew that the stylus was a pen and a stylus. And I think someone had asked if they could bring a pencil to
1: the test center. And at least the LSAC rep that they talked to said yes. Well, I mean, yesterday everyone had to bring a pencil to the testing center. Yeah. But here it's saying, I guess what they're saying is for the people who got the digital, the, or at least her, I mean, and obviously yeah. the different proctors are going to fuck it up in different ways, but sure she got assigned in digital and they wouldn't let her write with anything other hmm. than the stylus. That's really interesting. I mean, you shouldn't be erasing on the logic games anyway, right? Like you don't all, really I don't really need to, n- you, you need not to, I mean, cause it's better to save your diagram. You're like mini diagrams. Oh, I right? agree
0: in general. Sometimes though I will declutter. And so I have erased, but it's very rare and it's not, it's not uh, essential. I would say.
1: Yeah. And instead of erase, I would always just, Scribble it out, you know, I mean, you can just line it out. It's just, it's faster. So anyway, people are, sounds like going to have to get used to not potentially not erasing at all. Hmm. I think that's about it. Did you have any other updates? No, no. Mm -mm. Cool. All right. Should we move along? We should. Okay. So, Uh, Oh, Oh, I, I do have one more. Someone who uh was very nervous today because or and yesterday, because the Proctor they read the full instructions like normal, e- including the instructions that tell you that you have seven days to cancel your score, mm-hmm. seven days from yesterday to cancel your score. Mm-hmm. They actually read that, even though the <laughs> Isn't true for this administration. So she was sitting there during the test, like panicking, like, wait, I thought that (laughs) we had, I thought we were going to be able to get our score back and then cancel. Yeah. And instead, because stupid Proctor or the stupid, they gave the wrong instructions. (laughs) I wonder what happened there. Yeah. That's weird. Well, I mean, and that, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that like could have happened at all testing centers. Huh? They just left the boilerplate in there and didn't. It's weird because it seems like they've thought through so many
0: things or tried to. I mean, they thought of the three inches, but it,
1: it's got to be I can't imagine like we proctor one test in our class you know our classroom, and yeah. we have like <laughs> it's like we know what that requires yeah there are <laughs> questions, it. there's always confusion. <laughs> they're doing it nationwide with like hourly employees who like, they're just, they were, they're making like $20 on a Saturday or a Monday to, to do like to, to do just what I mean, four days a year, right. Or six, nine days a year. Like they're just not, they can't possibly be trained. They can't, it's not, it's like just not possible that they would have well-trained like proctors who actually know what they're doing. Yeah. So (laughs) just, for sure. You need to be like, just ready to roll with the punches on the day of the test. Cause you just don't know what's going to happen. It's just going to be weird. It's always going to be weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Want to look at these packages? Yeah. Are these new? I
0: hadn't seen these before. Yeah. I hadn't seen these either. I mean, some of these packages obviously have been
1: around, but combining stuff together. I've never seen that. Yeah, I had never seen this package 1 and package 2. So I had a student who was registering for the credential assembly service or registering for the LSAT, registering for the credential assembly service and um <laughs> justifiably whining to me about how much everything costs. But Wait, wait, what's what's this law school report? That's what, the what? report that that's the report fee, dude. The report fee that the credential assembly service for every school you apply to, that's the $45 per school.
0: Holy smokes. I mean, I, I would assume that if you sign up for the LSAT, you now have like an account to keep your information and then you would just, if you've got to pay per school, fine, but then you, you pay your $45 for each school to, that you apply to, but you have to pay an additional $195 just to have this account. It did,
1: what, why? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it does. If you assume that LSAC likes money, hmm. I mean, it doesn't, of course. Yeah. We've complained about this a million times. Like there's, if you, yeah, you, you sign up for the LSAT that costs $200. You sign up for the credential assembly service that costs one ninety five, just so that you can have this mandatory credential assembly account where they, you know, they do, they, they like have to collect all your yeah, transcripts you send in the
0: transcript. That's
1: true. The mm-hmm. LORs. Mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. But then Fair they enough. have a digital version of you. They have a, they have a digital file mm-hmm. and they charge 45 fucking dollars for every school they send that file to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's, it. I don't, they don't even probably have to do anything at all. Like you do it. You, you're the one who like says apply to the school, blah, whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that on the back end that just like shows up in, you know, UCLA's queue of applications. Yep. So they do literally nothing for that $45. If you apply to 10 schools, that's $450. Yeah. For, for, for what? For nothing. Just because they can. I don't know. Anyway, they have these packages where they're just, you know, they're really doing you a favor here. Mm -hmm. They're going to, they're going to really, this is a, this is a great deal where you get package one, you get the LSAT. That's worth 200. Oh, it includes LSAT writing, by the way. Yeah, did they? Well, (laughs) yeah, I I don't know what they mean by that. Like, I thought they... LSAT writing has a separate fee now, right? I mean, the LSAT writing is included on... That was included for people who took it in June and July. Mm -hmm. But it's not included for September, unless they've decided to change their mind. But this this makes no sense. It's just such a fucking shit show. My God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, okay. So LSAT... LSAT so. and LSAT writing. This is what package one is. LSAT with LSAT writing, the credential assembly service, and one law school report. <laughs> so LSAT and LSAT writing is worth $215 because the mm-hmm. LSAT costs $200 and the LSAT writing is it costs 15 The credential assembly service costs oh, $195. Yeah, on. Sorry, just to correct you on that.
0: It, the initial 200 does cover the writing as well. Because look at the top line item. LSAT includes LSAT writing 200. I, but I don't think that's true. I don't think oh, nor, you're I, saying if you sign false? up
1: for September, I don't think you get LSAT writing included for your 200 bucks. Hmm. Okay. All right. Otherwise, why do they have standalone LSAT? Right. <laughs> just makes no sense.
0: Oh, I think, no, but, no, I think they have standalone because if you want to take it again, separately,
1: just do it again, do it again. What kind of an idiot would you be if you did that? I don't know, but there, that's an option. I think I took, I've taken the, I've gotten a perfect score on LSAT writing a hundred (laughs) times. I take it every day. I like having the virtual LSAT proctors looking through my camera on my computer. Yeah. (laughs) I I actually want to try
0: that now. I want to see what that's like. I want to see how they, they they watch me the whole time. What's going on there.
1: That's weird. Yeah, Yeah. You should let me know how that goes. Adding up the value of these these packages, Mm -hmm. the LSAT, LSAT writing, credential assembly service, and one law school report, I added up the component values. It's $455, Mm -hmm. but they're giving you package one for the low, low price of just $430. So you save 25 bucks. Wait, wait,
0: now, hold up. Did you add that 15 or not?
1: I think I did add the 15, which means the component value, if, if they're right, that the LSAT writing is included with the LSAT, the component value goes down to 440. So, so then it's $10. only a $10 discount, which probably that's the case actually. Cause that's because then they got package two and this is where it got really absurd. Okay. So package two includes everything that's included in package one, but you also mm-hmm. get five more reports. Those yeah. reports are worth $45 each. Well, they're not worth $45 each. They just charge $45 each for them. <laughs> Suggested retail price. Yes, right. And those, so the five more reports is worth $225 more but the package itself costs $220 more so you do get an additional $5 savings oh my gosh <laughs> like, you save $5 and you risk of
0: lock, like locking in six schools that you, or five schools i guess that you would may not end up using but if you yeah, decide to use you would you risk $5
1: by not getting it <laughs> if you are hearing my voice right now please i beg you ask schools for application fee waivers, but also ask schools to waive this stupid law school report. They can. And if they have to pay LSAC $45 for that report, so be it. Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if they do, because although
0: the law schools essentially govern LSAC between each other, they'd probably want other schools to pay if they're all, otherwise it becomes a free for all and no one would charge.
1: Well, I mean, that's what, That's that's just we we got to do that. We got to make that happen. Right. Like every please everyone ask every single school you apply to for an application fee waiver and also make sure you ask them for the free. You want them to waive that law school report fee as well. And if they because they can and it's really easy for them to do it. They have a back end thing where they can just log in and you they just click a button basically. And now you don't have to pay that law school report to the LSAC. Yeah. So, you know, apply broadly, apply to 10, 15, 20 schools And just get fee waivers from every single one of them because there's no reason for you to be paying a thousand extra dollars for these stupid report fees. Yeah. All right. All right.
0: Thank you. Well, okay. So this next email is one that you got from your favorite school, UC Hastings. What is this email about ultimately? So you haven't read it? I know. You're in for a treat. No. It's, okay, it's awesome. You're gonna it. love it. I
1: read some of it and then I I stopped. Yeah, you're gonna love it. the The subject says happy, but not satisfied in fiscal year nineteen. I I don't think any of his emails have <laughs> had
0: happy news. <laughs> Report from the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And why is it fiscal
1: year? Jeez Louise. I think why did he capitalize satisfied? (laughs) Why did he put happy, but not satisfied in fiscal year 19 as the subject of an email that he sent out to the entire Hastings community? (laughs) I've talked to other, like every time these emails come out, I like I have multiple email threads going on of like other Hastings people that I know and just other lawyer people that I know and as everybody immediately is just dunking on this guy for being such com- like he's just the comedy but one person this fellow Hastings alone who is a lawyer now it has, has says that she has thought about emailing him to tell him how insulted she is every time he sends out an email because she's a $100,000 in debt mm. from Hastings yeah and just fucking wait ben the the like just hubris on this email is unbelievable First of all, it has a glamour shot of him at the top of it. Like every one of his emails does has this like beautiful smiling picture of, of him. He's a beautiful man in a beautiful suit. And he's just like, you know, (laughs) Hey, it's me again. (laughs) All right. Here's the, here's the email. It's so long. And this is, you know, it borders on the man with the kind eyes. It really does. I I, I love it so much. All right, here we go. Mm Mm-hmm. Dear alumni, our fiscal year ended on June 30th. Although law schools are not merely about money raised, alumni giving is an important part of a law school's success. Indeed, sometimes the story of just one alumnus slash alumna can speak volumes. I have such a story, and I'll tell it referring to this particular alumnus by his initials, J.B. though I did inform him that I was using the story of how we became friends in this message. (laughs) all right look at all the commas and how long those sentences
0: are all right well the first sentence the most important sentence of the email our fiscal year
1: ended on june 30th period it's like, no one gives a shit. I don't care. What's that do to me? It does nothing. Absolutely zero. Thanks. Maybe no one gets mad at these emails because no one reads them. They start, they're like, oh, oh what happened? that's 100% is certainly the case. And that's how he can get away with continuing to write these things. Because, yeah, clearly nobody reads them. Except I do because they're a delightful, unintentional comedy every single time. Yep. All right, here we go. It was my very first Dean's message on January 1, 2016 that brought jb and me together so now he's writing messages about his own messages wow in that message i noted among many highlights and concerns hold on we got to count the commas in that message comma i noted comma among many highlights and concerns comma you see hastings low bar passage rate period jb comma as do many alumni comma wrote back He expressed his profound disappointment with his alma mater. Beyond our bar performance, which that year hovered at the ABA average, and the following year would drop to an embarrassing low, JB expressed considerable chagrin at our national rankings. The school, JB wrote me in strong terms, had lost its way. I responded to JB and largely did not dispute his characterization of Hastings' plight. We were not the school we once were, whether measured by bar statistics, rankings, or employment success. <laughs> He's just like. <laughs> Indeed, having spent my career at Hastings now going on 33 years, I had witnessed the decline in these important indices of success. Oh, my gosh it's almost like he's admit it's he's admitting that it's his fault. Like he's been there for 33 fucking years and it's just gone down and down and down the whole time he's been there.
0: Yeah. Like if, if this were his first message as he said it was, and he had just joined UC Hastings, it's like, Oh, okay. You're here to fix things. Although clearly
1: nothing has changed. Well, now he's going back in time. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretending like he just started as the, as the Dean, you know, Mm -hmm. cause now he says, you know, uh, I, it was it was also why he because he had witnessed this decline. Notice he witnessed the decline. Even though he was there for 33 years, he witnessed the decline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Passive. And then sought the deanship. Mm-hmm. My loyalty to Hastings runs deep. And if I could do something for the school, I would put all I had behind doing so. <laughs> they should put this up as a as a An example of a personal statement gone bad. It's unreal. It's just, it's just, he, I mean, the, like the, he's not at all striking the tone that he thinks he like, can you, can you imagine how differently people are receiving this than he thinks they're receiving it? I think he thinks they're all on his side. Yeah. He's bragging about how loyal he is. He's this, he's the hero. He's like just setting himself up as the hero of Hastings. In the months following that new year's message, JB and I carried on a correspondence it turns out that J.B. and I share little in terms of worldview. He describes himself as a Reagan Republican, and I am probably best described as an Obama Democrat. What the
0: heck? What is that have to do said. with anything? Sorry.
1: Well, yeah. Enough said, because our politics are beside the point. <laughs> then why fucking bring it up? It turns out that we have two fundamental things in common. First, we listen and respect alternative points of view... Semicolon oh. and second. Yeah. We believe in Hastings and want it to be, comma, at its core, comma, dedicated to excellence. <laughs> comma, comma, comma. <laughs> Dude, that sentence has one, two, three, four, five commas and an incorrectly used semicolon. And you have an and with a second. That's like Additionally, also, I'd like to point out <laughs> <laughs> the semicolon already means and. Yeah. And then he, so he goes semicolon and, and then yeah, also second. Wow. <laughs> Furthermore, not only that, but also though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check this out. You're gonna love this. It's get, it get believe it or not. It's gonna get better. After many months of emailing, JB and I eventually met for lunch. Aw, it is a man with kind eyes. Yep, it's a romance, man. We talked frankly about the school, and I told him about our plans for returning Hastings to a place of prominence. Comma. Making it one of the preeminent public law schools in the nation. He listened to my ideas. Semicolon. I listened to his. He was skeptical, period. He let me pay for lunch.
0: <laughs> what? It was our first date, and he paid for. Oh no, I paid for lunch.
1: <laughs> yep, he paid. Yep, David Fagman paid because he has not yet fully romanced JB, so he had to pay for lunch. Oh, poor, poor, <laughs> poor Dean of of a fucking law school who has to make like a half a million dollars a year. Oh, I feel <laughs> I'm so sad. Wow. All what right. What is going on? Like, you I can't don't even make know, stuff. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. I don't know. Over the next year, JB and I met fairly regularly. When I was in LA or he was in San Francisco, we would try to get together. He started to believe in the school again, not because I was so persuasive, but because we had a plan to return Hastings to its place among elite law schools and, more importantly, had begun to implement it effectively. That's all just like 100% naked conclusion, right? Like no data there whatsoever. Just like
0: yeah, you 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 and JB implemented it effectively.
1: You implemented it. He effectively. had implemented it effectively. JB is just a lawyer, I guess, who lives here in LA. Apparently, but he did and say and we, right? <laughs> they well, I think he meant we as in Hastings. But yeah, so JB and Fagman are now having a long distance. You know, just they try to get together when they can. It's tough with the distance between them, <laughs> but they do get together when they can. We were, we were turning the ship and JB recognized this. Oh, okay. I see. him. Yeah. He started picking up the lunch tab. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so therefore we should conclude from this that you're a successful Dean and the Hastings is a school that we should apply to and send gobs of money to. Oh no, actually the point of this email is to get donations.
1: Yeah, the school. Yeah, that's he's doing. uh, Yeah. Can you imagine reading this and being like, oh, my God, I need to write Hastings a check right now. (laughs) I mean, JB paid for his lunch. (laughs) What can I do? (laughs) I just have to do my share. (laughs) The school has put into place numerous initiatives to improve bar performance, comma, which have already begun to show success. We have moved from being 14th in the state. On the July, 2016 bar to being 10th in the state on the July, 2018 bar. We aim to be consistently among the top five. Dude, how about you try to get in the top five once and then worry about consistently getting in the top five? Yeah. Well, how would, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. This is not going to happen. Like what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This past year, we moved into eighth place in employment success from 11th in 2017 having improved 11.2% in one year, almost twice what any other law school in the state has done. We still have a ways to go, but we have begun to move the needle. More generally, comma, our faculty, comma, centers, comma, clinics, comma, and the UCSF-UC Hastings Consortium bring increasing renown to our campus. We created new centers in business law, tax law, and the initiative In law and technology, LexLab has already gained national attention. Additionally, our new academic building at 333 Golden Gate will be completed in December 2019. Wait, wait, hold on. Was that a comma splice?
0: Uh, No, this is a run-on sentence. Why are we putting two sentences together? We created new centers in business law, tax law, and... Oh, yeah. This is a problem. You can't do this. He had a yeah, list. A comma going.
1: and the initiative in law and technology has gained national attention. Yeah. That is a that's that a whole a new sentence. Or, yeah. That is a new sentence. Yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Well, when you write a 5,000 word email, it's there's a lot of places to make mistakes. Yep. Okay. And they're building another housing thing at 198 McAllister. Great. The academic village has dramatically moved from concept and paper to concrete and steel. Ooh. Why are you building buildings, dude? You need to like shrink the size of your law school. After having written us off in January 2016, JB wrote a check for $25,000 this past fiscal year. He is not alone in seeing where we are going and wanting to support our ability to get there. In fiscal year 2017-18, the school raised $7 million, more than ever before. In the fiscal year that just ended, June 30th, the school raised $10 million. As I told the Hastings Board of Directors, I am happy with these results, but not satisfied. We have to do better on all our metrics, including alumni giving. Great law schools rely on their alumni community to keep them great, or to return them to greatness, exclamation point. To put it in colloquial terms, we have built a bandwagon for success, and we need alumni to get on board. Many alumni, like JB, have begun to step up. Quite the metaphor there. We've built a bandwagon for success. Mm. All aboard. If we are to reach the heights of excellence to which we aspire, we'll need many, many more to believe in Hastings' future. I invite you to be part of this future by investing in your alma mater. It's an investment that will pay dividends both to future generations of students who will pursue a degree from the University of California Hastings College of the Law and to those attorneys like you who already hold one. I hope you all had a wonderful start to the summer and I wish you all the best in this coming square brackets fiscal year. (laughs) You could just say coming year, dude. I'm not on a fiscal year. I don't care about your fiscal year. (laughs) Oh, he capitalized regards in warm regards. Warm regards. David. Oh boy. This idea that you can, that you're going to, you're going to get dividends. He actually uses the word dividends. Of course he means that metaphorically. Yeah. That if you're going to pay, you're going to donate money to the school and then get dividends back. Uh, okay. It's this loose idea that if the school ranking
0: increases your stature and thus pay will increase, but, the association is so loosely held that at this point in your career, your success, your previous jobs are going to
1: matter exponentially more. It's just strange. Yeah, I just don't understand how you get anything back for those. What? It's going to be a benefit for your career? No, it's not. Like, you know what pays dividends? Apple stock of shares of Apple computer that pays dividends. <laughs> You buy shares of Apple computer, you immediately start making 3% dividends off of that shit. Yeah. You donate money to Hastings, you immediately make zero. You get spammed more by Figment and he tries to get you to take him to lunch.
0: $25,000. So what are the good things here? He says that the school raised $7 million last year, or no, two years ago, and then $10 million last year. That's pretty good. I don't
1: know how they do that. That's incredible. I just think it's people with way too much money. I mean, like, I, I I, don't, I don't understand why anyone would donate to their alma mater. Like for what they, I mean, especially yeah. when they feel when a sense of community, maybe, or like, you know, if you graduated from Hastings 40 years ago and you only paid $3,000 to go there or, you know, actually 40 years ago, it was probably less than $3,000. You pay like nothing to go there basically. And yeah. then now you like own a law firm and are a multimillionaire. Sure okay, fine. I could see writing a check just cause you're a rich guy and rich guys like to write checks. Maybe you but,
0: feel grateful for what they gave you.
1: Right. Yes. But anyone who graduated from Hastings in the last 10 years, like already paid Hastings $150,000. Yeah. Like I just, it's, it's shocking to me that they're sending this out to like my cohort, like my like people I went to law school with. There's no way the people I went to law school with are donating money back to Hastings. This is kind of interesting. Like it's a, it's
0: a business, right? But people don't look at it as a business. They look at it as a school and they say it's got a, like a community obligation and they act like, you know, they're barely getting by. But if, if, what if we did this, what if we reached out to our previous students and (laughs) said, look, (laughs) strategy prep has come a long way. Uh, I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. I want to take it to the next level. Need your help. Please buy me lunch. (laughs) (laughs) and after you buy me lunch will you consider just making a contribution
1: i mean it's gonna pay dividends my buddy mike looked at this and was like what if target sent me an email like hey remember when you bought some shit last month at target we need you to keep giving money to target yeah It, it just what i don't I don't, I don't get it. So,
0: okay, look, you do have some brand association with your alma mater, right? Like you went there, it's on your resume. So maybe an analogy that's more fitting is something like maybe you buy some Nike gear and you wear it. And so then you want Nike to be better. So you then mm-hmm. contribute money to them or something. Your
1: car. Yeah. Or your car, you bought an Audi. And then, so now you keep donating money to Audi so that you're, you're cooler in your car.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Hey, we want to take it to the next level. We're like number three in the world. Toyota's number one.
1: (laughs) We, we are going to be number one and people are coming around. (laughs) It'll pay dividends for you and future car buyers. Yeah. This Audi family. What? Okay, um, let's move on. That's enough. Thank you.
0: Okay, so pearls and turds. Oh, we have something here,
1: I guess. Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, so the current score is two sixteen nine, 9 which means we've seen two pearls, we've seen 16 turds and nine ties. This is from Ginsburg Advanced Tutoring. Oh, okay. So the message at the bottom, writes a listener, Pearl or turd, question mark. Let's take a look at the message at the bottom. The message at the bottom says, Set a goal you can achieve early under untimed pressure. Then see if you can keep your accuracy when timed. Once you achieve your goal, aim for a higher one. Well, uh uh-huh. First, I need to understand exactly what is she or he suggesting.
1: Well, that... It's a follow on for this table, right? It's how to mm-hmm. set LSAT goals that work for you. Mm-hmm. And what it's telling you is at 80% accuracy, here's how many questions you would need to attempt. You know, like to get a 150, you need 14 points per section. And so they're telling you to attempt 18 and get 14 of them right.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd rather that you attempt 13 and get those right and then guess on everything else. I mean, that's probably easier, I think. To get 14 points, it's probably easier to just do 13 and then guess on everything else than to do 18. Sure. With I mean, 80% accuracy is like not good, right? Like that's not, so that, it it gets a turd for that, for just even suggesting 80% accuracy.
0: Yeah. In the score tracker, I tell, I, I wonder if they're actually getting this like from us in some ways, because in the score tracker, it says if you have below 80%, you're going way too fast. And I just did that because it's like a blanket number.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess that's what they're doing here. Yeah.
0: But it doesn't mean that 80 is good. It just means that if you're below 80, there's definitely a problem. 85 still might be a problem.
1: Yeah. I I think you should have a hundred percent accuracy on games, on the questions you attempt, you just either figure it out or you don't. And then, on the logical reasoning and reading comp, I mean, 90, 95% accuracy. Yeah. You just, you can't, you just, you can't be successful by missing questions. That's just not how it's done. So, anyway, what do you think about this advice? Seems like they're, they're vouching for this 80% accuracy. And they're saying, set a goal you can achieve under untimed pressure, under untimed pressure then see if you can keep up your accuracy when timed. So first set a goal untimed and do that and then start timing yourself and see if you can keep your accuracy up. I'm
0: not exactly sure what the advice is here, but if the advice is think to yourself how many questions you can do in 35 minutes without worrying about finishing and get 80% of those correct then I think it kind of makes sense. I would say, yeah, probably 90% of those correct. But other than that, it kind of, like, I do tell people all the time, you got 25 questions, you can't do 25 questions in 35 minutes. What if you did 18? Like, how many of those do you think you could get correct? And sometimes people don't know, right? Until they like just start doing the questions. But some, for some reason, setting a lower goal, like, lets them mentally let go of trying to get to 25. It's like, well, what if you only had to do 18? Oh, that's a huge relief. Good. That's how you should go into the section. You should go into it relieved knowing that you only quote, have to do 18. And even then you don't have to do that, but sometimes people need a number to give them permission to let go of the higher number. Does
1: that make sense? Sure. I guess it seems kind of unnecessarily complicated way of teaching the idea that you need to focus on accuracy, <laughs> but mm. I guess people, oh, well, it's just
0: like people have a goal. And so what we're trying to do is you can, you can replace that with nothing or you can replace it with something. And I think that some, for some people, even a lot of people replacing it with something is, is an easier step. Like hmm. just saying, do whatever you want is kind of challenging.
1: I guess my philosophy is do one question at a time and get it right. And like not, not have a, like a goal for what your goal is to get that question, right? Do that. (laughs) Then move on to the next one and see how far you get, you know, but you, you need to like just work diligently for 35 minutes and get them all right. I don't know. I agree. So what do you think of this advice? It's not a
0: pearl. It's not a pearl. I'm not there's even sure exactly there? what it's suggesting. So that's kind of a
1: challenge. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ty, I don't know. It doesn't, it's like the general, if the general sentiment is slow down, then okay.
0: Yeah. I think there is, there is an attempt here to do that, right? They're okay. saying if you're, and it is saying if it's unachievable to get 80%, you need to slow down. And that's true. If you're not hitting 80%, there's a problem.
1: Yeah. Let's give it a tie. We're up to two pearls, 16 turds and 10 ties. Oh, this next email, uh, calls us
0: Mr. Fox and Mr. Olson. Whoa. All right. Oh, this is a personal statement. All right. Let me, okay. I'll just read this. Okay. Mr. Fox and Mr. Olson. Greetings gentlemen. Please refer to me on the air as bacon. Okay. Bacon. I plan on attending law school this year and would love it if you read my personal statement on your podcast. I've listened to every episode and made great use of Mr. Fox's Logic Games Playbook, 100%. Logical Reasoning Encyclopedia, about 70%. Mr. Olson's Score Tracker. What percentage did you use it? (laughs) And a bit of the, a bit of the LSAT Demon. Okay. I sat for the LSAT four times last year with 33 additional full tests worth of timed sections as practice, and with a diagnostic of 141 in January, scored 145, 145, 146, and 150. Okay, let's see what you have to say about these scores. These scores aren't stellar by any means, but combined with my 3.73 LSAT GPA, my numbers are within range of excellent scholarships at a handful of regional schools. Throughout university, I was committed a committed student, and moving forward, that is the strength I will rely upon. Okay. Interestingly enough, on the last day I took the LSAT in November, I was not only at my school of choice, but it was also on the same day as my final Spartan race of the year. So in the morning, I was taking a standardized test, and in the afternoon, I was crawling under barbed wire and tackling a number of other obstacles in the outdoors. Anyway, I'd really appreciate your feedback guys. Exclamation point. Sincerely, Bacon. Hmm. So, am I to interpret this to mean that Bacon got a 150 on his last official LSAT? Yep,
1: yep. he's applying to law school at, it's I mean, and we have an update at the top. He's he's already applied. So, he's he he took yeah, his last LSAT was in November. And he got a 150 on it after starting with a 141. and he's got strong enough grades. 3.73 is pretty good. And so he's going in there with a 3.7 and a 150. But you know, which normally I would be cringing, but he said he's, you know trying to get a scholarship at a regional school. so that, and that might be enough to get him a full ride. So if that's enough to get him a full ride, great. if that's not enough to get a full ride though, I don't I think you need to do better on the LSAT.
0: I agree. He writes excellent, excellent scholarships, but what does excellent mean? You know, to some people, 20% off is huge to others. They're not going to go unless they get a hundred percent off. So especially when
1: people only look at the, like if they don't look at the net, they only look at the amount they're being given. Yeah. (laughs) Look, they gave me $20,000 a year. They just really (laughs) want me and they're only going to charge me 30,000 a year. Oh, you know what? That's what we should do for that law school. If we ever start it, we'll charge
0: a hundred thousand dollars for one year of law school. That's, that's how
1: you know it's the best. Yeah, it's the best.
0: Can you see any other school that's charging you $100,000 for one year of schooling? No. That's because we're so amazing. But we do offer discounts. And so that 50, <laughs> 50% discount now discounts your tuition to $50,000. And you're thinking, wow, I haven't gotten such a huge offer from anyone else, but you're still paying us fifty grand. Anyway, Okay, so this is Bacon's personal statement. Bottom line here, if you don't get a full ride, do this again. I'm worried. It says you took 33 additional full tests with... It's one practices. section at a time. One yeah. section at a time. But the point is, 33 tests, that's a lot of tests. And I guess, you know, I wonder how much, how effectively you're reviewing since you went from 141 to 150.
1: Yeah, I mean, we expect people to improve by 10 points or more. I also just don't, you know, like 160 for me is the number to, I I just don't, people shouldn't be going to law school with less than a 160, I don't think. Okay. So he's, I think he's got some, he certainly could improve. Like, I, I don't know why you can't improve. And you know, Ben, you're right. 33 tests is a lot, but there's, that's about a third of them. Like if he wants to continue, you know, to study, he's got plenty of other work to do. Yeah. And his competitors are doing more. Right. Yeah. All 90 now, right? Yeah. We've got prep test eighty seven plus ABC J. Like there's just I don't know. I lawyers work extremely hard, like crazily hard. And so, you know, if you think 33 practice tests is like that's all the time and energy you're going to give the lsat well okay i mean but other people outworked you Mm -hmm. other people other people definitely underworked you as well but a lot of people did outwork you i mean a lot of the the reason why it's hard to get to 160 or 65 or 170 is because people are like working their asses off and so you know something like did you score perfectly on the games? Cause if you didn't score perfectly on the games, like you could have done all those other practice tests worth of games. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can just improve their LSAT score by five, six, seven points just by doing that. Yeah. So I, anyway, yeah, Hope hopefully, Hey, if it works out, if he gets his full ride to his regional school, then great. But if not, yeah, try again next cycle. Yeah.
0: Okay. So personal statement. Yeah, let's do it. He writes, it's been a long time coming period. Oh, totally get rid of that. I don't even know what, what's been a long time coming that is empty and
1: meaningless. Yeah. I need to learn something about you in the first sentence and it's been a long time coming. What's been a long time coming from shy, skinny and unfocused
0: from shy, skinny and unfocused teenager. Okay. From a shy, skinny and unfocused teenager hopelessly addicted to video games to disciplined student bodybuilder and Spartan athlete. My life's journey has finally brought me to law school. No, we don't want to start with your
1: teenage years and this is all telling. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I, we were all shy, unfocused, whatever. When we were teenagers, we like the fact that you were hopelessly addicted to video games that's not going to give you points in anybody's book. And then now you're telling me that you're a disciplined student. Well, okay. I see your 3.7. That's pretty good. I also see you're 150. Mm. Telling me that you're a bard- bodybuilder and Spartan athlete is, you know, that's actually like, okay, that's a, something, right? That's a fact about you. Cool. Sure. But then we don't need my life's journey has finally brought me to law school. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. We also know you're applying to law school. Yeah. Also, the wait. Hold on. Look at the subject of that. My life's journey has finally brought me to law school. So the journey was shy there. and skinny and unfocused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, overly. It's like overwrought, right? It's like yeah. trying too hard. Sure. Keep it. Keep it more declarative. Like you just that sentence needed to have an I in it. <laughs> we need. We need an I. Yep.
0: Next sentence. At nineteen year olds, I began to develop the mindset it would take patience, delayed gratification, goal setting. To be successful not only in law to be successful in not only
1: law school, but legal practice. You want to say the it, in also anyways. Is, the in is broken there, right? To be successful in not only law school, comma but legal practice. Yeah. Mm-mm.
0: Either way, it's. All, I mean, all of this needs to be cut. Like you're just telling us, I developed the mindset, and we have to just accept the fact that you're patient. You now embrace delayed gratification and goal setting.
1: And, and you're and showing me that you're
0: 19. Yeah, I don't want. I don't care about you at 19. He continues. It was at this age that I grew tired of consistently being reminded of how thin I was, and why my and comma with my cousin's guidance took action in the gym and at home to gain strength and build muscle. Okay, still 19. In the 10 years since the summer of 2009, my life as a fitness practitioner replete with time, certifications, work experience, and competition has seen me come out of my shell and grow into the man I am supposed to be. Let's just... Talk if, if you want to talk about your bodybuilding experience or fitness experience, just talk about a competition that you competed in last year or this year. That would speak volumes. That would say, Oh, okay, you've clearly trained, you've clearly become successful, and I don't need to hear about all the backstory.
1: It's, per- yeah. it's weirdly like it's got this tone, like this weird, like macho tone to it. It does like he used to be a skinny unfocused skinny t- teenager and now he's grown into the man i am supposed to be get uh, don't say that stuff <laughs> get that out of there don't do that that's i i can see some women reading that i mean i can well me i read that and it creeps me out i'm like what like why are we talking about manhood that's not we don't i'm seeing him as this like big beefy monster dude who's like really obsessed with being a big beefy monster dude. There's nothing wrong with fitness. (laughs) You're one of my best friends, Ben. You work out all the time. It's like, that's fine. But you're not like telling me how you overcame being a skinny, you know, that you're this beast now. I don't know. Yeah. He also used replete there just in not, not in a good way. No, it's overselling with time. What do you mean replete with time <laughs> as opposed to instantaneous? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's keep going.
0: Yeah. I mean, and the part of the man comment too, is it's just all telling, right? It's like, you, yeah, you, I'm, I'm a man now, everybody. Okay. What does that mean?
1: <laughs> Leave that out of there. Do, yeah. do not don't. Yeah. Stop with the telling, like say what you did or what you do. That's great. But this conclusion that you've become a man now is like one telling, but two, you're telling me things that you should, it's like hurting. This is actually hurting your case. Yeah. There are a lot of people are going to read this and just be like, ooh, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right. He
0: continues. Next paragraph. When I first enrolled in what was then CW Post, now known as LIU Post, in fall 2008, I was unhappy with my performance in high school, and resolved to apply myself throughout my time at university. So I guess
1: CW Post is a university. I guess, and but but that's on your transcripts then. Yeah. And so now we're we're going all the way back to fall. We're going 11 years ago Ugh. to when you were you just were shitty in high school, and now you're resolving to apply yourself. Throughout your time at university, which I know you did because you got a 3.7. That's pretty good. We, we don't need you to tell us that. We see that. No, yeah. Right. Why are we, what have you done? You're now a 29 year old. Like, I don't care about what you did when you were 19. Yeah.
0: He continues. My interest bacon, by the way. <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon continues. My interest in cinema led me to the film department upon enrollment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's on your transcript. I don't know what else would have brought you to the film department besides an interest in cinema. We and get that you had to enroll to take these classes that are on your transcripts. But I came to desire an increasingly
0: stable merit-based career and made a radical shift to the sciences with a plan toward medical school. Hey, as much as I might hate, I don't know if I actually hate, but as much as people might disrespect the film industry, That is a merit-based industry just like any others. There are people who are very, very good at what they do and they make a shitload of money. And there are people who suck and they don't do that well. And there are people like (laughs) Nicolas Cage who somehow (laughs) make money anyway.
1: But that's a merit-based career. It is. I live in Hollywood, actual Hollywood. And... I walk around like I went to the movies last night and I had to walk around a movie that was being shot <laughs> on my street here. Yeah. And they work those people work their fucking asses off and they're geniuses who get so rich and make beautiful things. So yeah, it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, the the I mean, sure, wanting stability, I get that. Sure. Cause it ain't stable. It's not stable. No, but it's, yeah, it is merit based maybe more than more than most other things. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, merit based is a weird choice of terms here because almost everything is merit based. I mean, it may not feel like that. There's a lot of injustice in the world, but when push comes to shove, people want to give their money to people who at least appear to be successful. And that's generally correlated with actual merit. But Okay. So radical shift to the sciences with a plan toward medical school
1: with a plan toward medical school. Also, none of this happens. Like he doesn't do these things because he's now applying to law school, which we are well aware of. So it's like I started in film and then I wanted a more stable career. So I went to medical, but then that didn't happen. Yeah. So you're,
0: you're a little bit all over the place. While I saw my time through the honors program As a biology major, and completed my first thesis
1: on what? Barbiturate. 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 Barbiturate? It's a type of, it's a category of drugs that you learn about in seventh
0: grade. Seventh grade. Well, obviously, I failed seventh grade because I've never heard of this. (laughs) (laughs) So, whatever these stupid sedatives are, it looks like something from logical reasoning. I wasn't confident
1: in my ability to handle chemistry or physics. Okay. That's a terrible sentence. It starts with while I saw my time through the honors program as a biology major. That's just not even a sentence. I saw my time. (laughs) I saw my time. Do you mean what?
0: I don't know. I saw my time through the honors program as, so now it's like, I guess he's looking back, he's looking back and he saw that, his time as he went through the honors program as a biology major what no you're right does it
1: it's saw a broken what? sentence it's just not a good sentence that's a bad <laughs> sentence like if if you if you wrote this applying to my law school you are not getting in well like, would we you, even get I, to this sentence i don't know that we'd even get here probably not uh, probably not no because there were already broken sentences above this but like that sentence right there it It's just like, uh, you know, lawyers are professional writers and like you didn't take the time to you're telling me about all your discipline and all that shit. But like you didn't take the time to edit this properly. Yeah. Okay. So now he's uh, the story, too. It's like now he's failing. He's like he's not confident. I wasn't confident in my ability to handle chemistry or physics. Does that mean like I failed chemistry and physics? We don't know. Yeah, it's mindset.
0: Wait. So
1: your mindset failed here.
0: Anyways, I retained an interest in healthcare, however. So for spring 2012, I once again changed my major to healthcare administration. Ironically enough, this was the shift that would plant the seeds for my application
1: to law school. Dun dun. <sighs> that's not ironic. Don't don't say that's not surprise. Healthcare administration? Are there lawyers in healthcare administration? Yes. Okay, despite the circuitous nature
0: of my time at LIU Post, my two constants were life as a bodybuilder and work as a tutor in the university's writing center. (laughs) Yeah. If you're a good writer, you don't ever say you're a good writer. And this is is essentially trying to say I'm a good writer because then it just makes the bar even higher. I just read the other day the, the intro or the like the sales pitch for a legal writing book that I hadn't heard about before. And I was just stunned by how poorly the author was pitching his book on legal writing and how poor his writing was. I couldn't, I was just like, wait a sec. If this is your pitch for your book on legal writing, your book cannot be good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah if yeah you're, you're setting the bar pretty high for yourself if you're writing about writing
0: yeah and this person is saying oh i'm a tutor bacon's a tutor at the university's writing center she's so like oh, okay great your writing should be awesome but right now we're like ah so not good the ladder oh please don't say the ladder only the lsat can say the ladder and it shouldn't even say it but that's what it does The latter proved to be both a privilege and a delight. Each and every day I was on the
1: job. Privilege and delight each and every day. (laughs) It's overly like he's trying so hard. Like I can see the work. Yeah. It's just not the right work. And he just needs to keep it more straightforward. Yeah.
0: My supervisor was fair and competent. Comma. I was exposed to a wide range sorry, I'm just that sentence is done now. My supervisor was fair and competent. It's unnecessary because it's not about you. I was exposed to a wide range wide range of study available outside italicized my major since students of all disciplines came to the writing center. And last but not least, I was in a position to truly help people that were earnest and in need. That sentence is three sentences put together. Okay. How many words is that?
1: I'm doing it. 49 words. What's our cap right now? 27. (laughs) (laughs) I've been, yeah. I mean, I, I have, I was always taught and I would imagine that the writing center when he was a tutor there, he probably taught people to keep the sentences under 35 words was what I was, was taught. And but the, yeah. even that, most people can't pull it off. Yeah. So shorter is better, y'all. Like, keep it... I, I would say hard max of, like, 30 words, unless you really know that you've got game. And there's nothing wrong with shorter. <laughs> like, when problem, you get to an opportunity to put a period, put a period. Put a period. Shorter is good. You know,
0: it's funny, though, because when you say that, you're like, well, try to keep it below 30 unless you know you got game. The problem is everybody thinks they got game, but they don't got game. That's why we've had <laughs> right. to revoke...
1: Everyone's privileges of doing everything. Yeah. Just stop yeah. writing. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Bacon continues.
0: I loved that job and enjoyed pouring over pages of material, analyzing citations, and simply being patient with people as I coached them into being better writers. All telling. With pleasure, I held this job for five years, took on administrative responsibilities around the center and tutored hundreds of students over thousands of sessions. Okay, those are some facts,
1: but mm, I don't it know just, what they tell it me. It falls so flat when you have like actual broken sentences right above that. <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> that's ironic. <laughs> Can you sense the irony in my statement? <laughs> oh, bacon. All right. Oh, uh, What? Okay, new paragraph. This is another broken sentence. As
0: a fresh, comma, healthcare administration, uh, healthcare administration major as a fresh.
1: That's, don't use the word fresh. And that, the two commas, as a fresh, comma, healthcare administration major, comma, comma. That sentence is already broken. You just told me in the previous sentence how you had tutored hundreds of students over a thousand sessions. And your very next sentence is broken. And
0: when you say my first course, that's your subject. You're saying your first course was a fresh healthcare administration major. It's wrong in like every way. It's just, yeah. Not good. Okay. My first course in spring 2012 was with professor Maria Begley, Begley, Uh studying the law as it pertains to healthcare. Why do we need to know about professor Maria? I I don't understand this. The joy I experienced while taking this class took me by surprise, as I had no idea how enjoyable I'd find both the case study or issue spotting hypothetical methods for exams. What? Issue spotting hypothetical methods? (laughs) I I understand the phrase issue spotting. That is a thing. Case study, I understand. But hypothetical methods for exams, never heard of it. As an attorney who has been to law school, these approaches, oh dear God, the approaches are not attorneys who have been to law school. No, they're not. As an attorney who has been to law school, Professor Maria would have to say, these approaches were certainly familiar to Professor Begley, Begley, and I took them quite naturally, securing- Took to them quite oh, naturally. Sorry, I took to them quite- I took to them- why do we care about your professor then? They were
1: familiar to her, and you took to them quite naturally, securing yeah, top... Yeah, that's... Also, she was, she's an attorney who has been to law school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would... <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> but he took to them quite naturally, s- securing top scores within the class all semester. Okay. Great. It's on your transcripts.
0: Yeah, it's on your transcript. As my time in the BS slash MPA program progressed... I went on to similar successes in legal ethics courses with another attorney. Oh, my gosh. You're going to tell us about another professor. Professor Linda Villa.
1: Yeah, name drop of another attorney. It's like that person could have written you a letter of recommendation if they did great, but they're not. Otherwise, you keep their name out of your personal statement. Well, they're a professor.
0: You don't have any special connection with them. You paid money to go have a class with them. That's what everyone else in the school did, no matter how poorly they did in the class. Yeah. All this is also on your resume. You said you secured top scores. Great. What are your top scores? Show us. We don't need to hear you tell us that you did that. As a matter of fact. (laughs) she became the advisor for my second thesis on the Affordable Care Act. With that project, my goal was to analyze the history, ramifications, and political implications surrounding the law and its formulation. That was your goal. What did you succeed at? Can you tell us about your thesis? With my time at university continuing to flourish. Your
1: time is flourishing? (laughs) (laughs) Time is set in stone for everybody. He's, he's done that like three times already where he's used time as like a weird noun. He's like trying to use time uh, as the subject of the sentence. Yeah. You flourished. That's fine. But also don't tell me that you flourished. I have your transcript in my hand. With my time at university continuing
0: to flourish, I sought to deepen my knowledge as a fitness enthusiast. And completed a six-month self-study course for personal training certification under the American Council on Exercise. Okay, sweet. Combining this credential with my past experience of one-on-one coaching saw me seek world work as a fitness professional after graduation in order to, comma, in order to help people transform themselves like I did.
1: (laughs) That is an awful sentence. The subject of that sentence is combining this credential with my past experience of one-on-one coaching,
0: <laughs> and and that that in <laughs> inanimate event <laughs> or phenomena saw
1: you, the ver- yeah, seek- that whole thing saw me seek work as a what? (laughs) No, 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 no. He did that. He did that earlier too, where he used saw that way. Like he wanted the verb to be saw. Yeah. You need to use, dude, let's go, let's bring it back to the days at the tutoring center. We need, we need a subject that should probably be I, and we need an active verb. Hey, I would suggest Brian Garner's book called
0: Legal Writing. It's, I think it's just called legal writing. That's it. It's cool. exercises and it's a book of exercises. So you just go through and he has, has you edit sentences and it's like, no, nope, this is poorly written. Rewrite it more,
1: just better succinctly, et cetera. Anyways, it takes time. It It's not easy. Like the editing part takes time. Like it, it takes does. attention. I emailed you yesterday, Ben, I emailed you and Annalisa and Max mm. The total email turned out to be like one or two sentences. Yeah. But it started out with more. (laughs) It took me 10 minutes to write that. Yeah. I wrote it one way and then I like went through, Whoa, what am I doing? Like, let me boil that down. Yeah. Boil it down again. Boil it down again. Boil it. Like end up completely rewriting like what ends up being a two sentence email. Cause you realize that that's all you want, but you don't, yeah, I want to get my fucking point across without being, you know, and I get it that sometimes you just have to fire off an email. You know, you like, you didn't have time to make it shorter, right? Sure. You just have to write this long thing cause you didn't have the time to do it. But with your personal statement, this is supposed to be like, here's an example of what I'm able to do. If I have unlimited time to make a really important case for myself, this is what my advocacy writing is going to look like. Yeah. And this is like, it's as if he didn't even edit it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, we've got like 10 broken sentences already.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Bacon continues. Unfortunately, while
0: I did see success with my clientele, the general work environment proved to be incompatible with both my personal values and my long-term career aspirations. Uh, Okay. Specifically, The personal training industry tends to be highly unstable in terms of consistent work opportunities. Favoritism is rampant. And most importantly, there you go, using most importantly again, the nature of the prospect client instructor activity tends to encourage overly commodified relationships that I find inauthentic and distasteful. What the heck is going on? These are so many accusations. And the only thing I take away from this is when you say unstable in terms of consistent work opportunities, and then you say favoritism, I'm like, okay, so you didn't do so well and now you're blaming others. So the message you're sending here, even if this is true, is that when shit happens, you point the finger.
1: Yep. And and I mean also like the irony of now he's going into law of all things. Yeah. He doesn't like overly commodified relationships? <laughs> what is that, what does that mean? He, well, that's like he doesn't like money. He doesn't like money? He, well, yeah, he doesn't it's inauthentic and distasteful if you have these commodified relationships. What do you think lawyers do? Like what what do you, Yeah. They bill in 6-minute increments. Is that a commodified relationship? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like This makes me think that there are like three kinds of people
0: out there in the world. There are people who are succeeding at what they're doing and they appreciate the money they get. There are people who are failing at what they're doing and hate the money that they get or hate money, say they hate money. And then there are people who actually want to donate their time. Uh, My guess is, Bacon, it sounds like from the sentence you wrote, I don't actually know, of course, because we don't know you, but it sounds like you failed. And so now you like hate money because you're like, oh, it's not a good indicator of
1: merit but actually it is. (laughs) He's yeah. I mean, remember earlier when he was complaining about the, about he wanted something that was more of a meritocracy. Yeah. And now he's down here also complaining about, you know, it's yeah. He's complaining about favoritism, favoritism. What are you talking about? You got a personal training certificate and tried to be a personal trainer. You saying that they favor, (laughs) Some personal trainers
0: over others. Yeah. I mean, that does happen in this world. People don't make decisions that are entirely merit-based, but they're to jump to that right away is to ignore your possible contribution to the potential problem. All right. So he continues In short, I believe human associations should involve something more than the logic of cash and carry. What the hell does that even mean? So in other words, you think
1: that Maybe this is a, is this a plug for communism? Like, yeah, he, he doesn't, he didn't like being an entrepreneur. It sounds like he didn't like the idea that he had to like go get clients and get paid for working. Yeah. He, he thought that, you know, that was a inauthentic and distasteful thing. So he doesn't want to be, but I mean, this is, it's not a good look because you're, you're making me think that you're not going to like be able to cut it. Law school is like serious it's like intense and serious and you have to like go out there and get it for yourself and he's not looking like somebody who's going to go get it right he doesn't want the logic of cash and carry well then good luck competing for these jobs like lawyers 90 percent of the time are fighting over money well and if you don't like
0: going out and getting the business you just like working someone else had to do that That's what partners do. They bring in business and the associates below them work on the business. Yeah. Anyways, that being said, that being said, upon my resignation, (laughs) resignation. Okay. I returned to school, committed to the LSAT, patent bar exam, and remaining science courses as required by the USPTO. I once feared. Ah, so life was harder Now I came back to something I feared. I don't fear it anymore because it's not as bad as life. I am very, okay, never ever use the word very ever. Not even in your personal statements, not just in your personal statements. Don't use it anywhere ever. I am very much looking forward to the opportunity to attend the law school this year, as is all, as are all the other applicants broaden my social network with like-minded individuals, participate in law review and specializing. uh, Mm -hmm. That's not parallel in intellectual property law. Patents drive society. Holy smokes. What? (laughs) Another truism from bacon. And it would be an honor to support and, or don't ever say and, or by the way, and or defend the gifts of creativity born by the brightest minds in our world. Jeez, Louise, this such—it's like it's so disconnected from the previous sentence about involving the logic of cash and carry. Patents are the logic of or depend on the logic of cash and carry. Thank you for both reading my story and considering my application to your institution. I'd be happy to answer any additional questions you might have. Period. That's your last sentence. Okay. Well, Bacon, if we were working with you, we would say throw away this entire thing and maybe talk about some
1: bodybuilding competitions you've succeeded at. Or to go, I would go, I would go more professional okay. and like mature. And I don't think talking about bodybuilding and that kind of thing is like, not Not to say that that's immature. It's just not like selling me on you as a professional. Sure. He, it sounds like he's a, he maybe already took the patent bar. We haven't seen his resume. Yeah. But if he already took the patent bar and these science classes, and if he's already like working as a patent examiner, I would love to hear about that. Sure. There's way too much failure and complaining in this personal statement. He's he's like, didn't well, that didn't work out. And then that other thing over there didn't work out. And then that didn't work out. And this is distasteful. I don't like that. Okay, well, fine. Then keep all that to yourself, dude. And put your best foot forward here by showing me you succeeding at something. It, he did do that with the writing tutoring thing. But then ironically that just has the exact opposite of the intended effect because half the sentences, like literally half the sentences in this personal statement are broken. Yeah. And like any lawyer is going to look at this and go, what you yeah. wrote that sentence you were, you were a writing tutor and you wrote that. Yeah. Okay. Like and you're just scratching your head now. So it's like, yeah, it, the content, uh, you got to pick a narrower, more positive idea. And you got to show, you got to show me something positive about yourself. You complaining about things you don't like is not a positive thing. Yeah.
0: So good luck. It sounds like you've already applied. I hope you get full rides to these
1: schools. Yeah. If he doesn't get a full ride, I mean, if he does get a full ride, I'm like questioning the value of that school that he's going to go to. Yeah. But if he doesn't get a full ride, he he was significantly held back by this personal statement like there there this personal statement did it did him no favors
0: yeah yeah there's personal statements out there that help a lot there are personal statements that don't do anything they just kick the
1: reviewers back to your numbers <laughs> yeah just kind of that's, that can be okay. You know, it doesn't have to be some like crazy, dramatic, awesome story. Like I don't have to be crying at the end of it. I could, it could just be like, oh, okay, well that wasn't cleanly edited. Like I, you know, I learned a little more about what you do. Okay, great. You know, and then, oh, look at their numbers. That's awesome. Yeah. You're in, that's great. (laughs) And then there are statements like this that hurt you. I can't believe how many of these we, we see where people like people send them in and say like, I applied with this. And then I'm like, Oh, and you wonder why you didn't get in. Yeah. (laughs) You wonder why you got waitlisted. I don't know. I like, yeah, bacon. Thank you for sending this in. Sorry for being like harsh about it. You, I guess you knew what you were getting yourself into. I would, yeah. If you don't get a full ride this cycle, you should absolutely withdraw all your applications and just go next cycle. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to clean, you have to clean this up. Like you can't, you cannot have poor, you were, you're writing about being a writing tutor and it's poor writing and you just can't do that. And then, yeah, it's theme wise. I, I do think it's a basically blow it up and start over.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we'll have to end it there. Yeah. Let's see here. So you can always uh, join the Facebook group, the thinking LSAT podcast group on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at thinking LSAT. On Twitter, at Thinking LSAT as well. For Nathan, it's at nfox, and me, it's at Olson Benjamin. My classes in D.C. Are, can be found at strategyprep.com. Nathan's classes in L.A. and San Francisco can be found at foxlsat.com. We also do one-on-one tutoring and so forth. Our joint project is lsatdemon.com, and we are about to add a course to that as well, so we're excited about that. And that's that. That was show... 202. Thanks all y'all for listening. Nice knowing you. Don't pay for law school.